0: Morning, church. Uh, happy Sunday after Easter. I uh, ran into thank you. I ran into a little research uh, this week. Uh, church statistics nationwide reveal uh, over the last ten years a sixty percent drop in attendance from Easter Sunday to the Sunday after Easter. Um, I'd say we're spot on. Um, Pastors call it going from the empty tomb to the empty pew. It is a phenomenon that uh, is honestly just fascinating to me. Um, Why do you believe that's the case? Why, Why do you think there's almost twice as many people, Christians if you will, come to church on Easter As the Sunday after Easter. Is it because the majority of those folks uh, who were here last week aren't believers? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think most would say they are believers, but I would say that gathering for worship, uh, to worship the risen Christ consistently, is just simply not a priority in their lives. I say that to say this this morning. Um, God bless the faithful. God bless the faithful. Not to diminish anyone, and we know God's grace extends just beyond what we could possibly imagine we're going to talk about this morning. But God bless those who gather weekend. And week out to worship the risen Christ. In the sunshine, in the rain, Christians do not melt in the rain. I just want to remind you of that. Those who gather whether they feel like it or whether they don't feel like it. Those who gather whether it's convenient Or inconvenient, whether they're tired or whether they're wide awake, God bless the faithful. You're the reason churches make it from Easter to Christmas (laughs) and from Christmas to Easter. And you know who you are. You're the reason the lights stay on and the reason the doors stay open. I'm going to preach today on a classic passage um, for the Sunday after Easter. Anybody got any guesses? I wouldn't necessarily expect you to be able to guess it. Anybody here over the years of your time in church, just a passage that's consistently preached on the Sunday after Easter? The road to Emmaus is what I'm going to be focusing on today. So if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24, and I believe we're going to be starting around verse 13 as we look at this story uh, of two guys who considered themselves to be followers of Jesus and actually were followers of Jesus. They were there for Jesus' teaching all through the Gospels, and, and they were there uh, for Jesus' last week for his triumphal entry when, when he had the righteous into in the temple and and turned the tables there they were there for uh, Jesus' arrest, they were there for uh, Jesus beating. they were ultimately there to witness Jesus crucifixion. They were followers of Jesus in Luke chapter twenty four we find these two followers of Jesus heading home with their backs to Jerusalem. In other words, turning their backs on the resurrection the day that Jesus rose from the dead. So this would be the very first Easter morning. These guys are walking away from Jerusalem. Although they had heard that the tomb was empty. They walked away anyway, as so many still do. Today, in essence, they were walking away from their hope and their faith in Jesus. You ever been tempted to do that? Just to throw in the towel and walk away? I think if we're honest, at one point or another, we all have felt that way. And the reality is people walk away from Jesus every single day. It's tragic. They turn their back on the resurrection and they go the other way. They go back to the place they were before they met Jesus. That's what these two guys were doing. They would walk in from Jerusalem seven miles down the road to the only village they had really ever known. A village by the name of Emmaus. Back to the place they were before they met Jesus. They were going back to the only life they'd ever known before they met him. That's what the road to Emmaus really is all about. It's about the hard place of faith when life doesn't turn out the way that you hoped it would. That's where these guys were. And from their perspective... What had happened in Jerusalem, what had happened on Calvary, the death of Jesus, and subsequently their failure to to see and believe the resurrection was just, just demoralizing to them. It hadn't turned out the way they thought it would. Jesus hadn't done for them what they thought he would do. And so they're walking away. And there are times in each of our lives that we are tempted to do that very same thing. When we're in a place when we just can't make sense of it all. And that's where they were. And their hope of the resurrection was fading. Luke chapter 24 verse 13. (coughs) Now that same day two of them were going to a village called Emmaus about 7 miles from Jerusalem two of them two of the followers of Jesus and they were talking with each other about everything that had happened everything that had transpired um, that 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 holy week as we know it today and as they talked and discussed these things with each other so you got two guys heading home probably oh, noonish uh on east the first easter sunday the day that Jesus rose from the dead two guys heading out of town after all the festivities, walking down a road back to the place they were before. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. So Jesus left the place, if you will, for the people. But they were kept from recognizing him. So Jesus didn't allow them at that time, or God didn't allow them at that time, to know that it was Jesus. So this, this guy comes up beside of them to walk with them. And often that's the case in our lives. We don't recognize him when he's there. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? Jesus is kind of probing a little bit here. What's, what's going on? He wanted to hear their hearts. And they stood still, so they stopped at this question. Their faces were downcast, and one of them named Cleopas asked him, Jesus, are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, Jesus asked, the one who knows everything. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied, They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. <coughs> Excuse me. It's fascinating. I, I did a word study. I love etymology. I love to know where words come from. Um, when I was uh, studying years ago, I did four years of Hebrew, which was some of the most challenging uh, studies of, of my, my career. Um, but I absolutely loved it because of the essence and the etymology of words. And when you when you look at the word Emmaus, and I gonna challenge you guys to do this. It's really so easy to do um, anymore with the Internet and what have you. When you look at the word Emmaus, and you do an etymological study on it, Um, it is originally derived from a Hebrew word that means obscurity. Obscurity. In other words, these guys were literally on the road to nowhere. I just love that. Not to mention the fact that that Jesus himself, you see these dual kind of uh, uh, tracks that run through the unsearchable richness of Scripture. You know, not to mention the fact that Jesus was obscure to them at this time. It's just beautiful. So these guys are on the road to nowhere. They've turned their backs on the resurrection, walking away from the only hope they had. They said, we had hoped, but we no longer have hope." Two followers of Christ who walked away because they couldn't make sense of it all. Even though the truth was right in front of them. The evidence of the empty tomb fresh in their ears from the women's voices who had witnessed it. Eyewitnesses. He is not there. Yet they head back to their old lives on this road to nowhere. I read recently... Uh, a study that was done on what they call deconversion, Christians who walk away from their faith in Jesus. There's some theological gray area in in that uh, that we're not going to go into. But uh, the researchers scrutinized and analyzed 50 testimonies from people who had once believed in Jesus and then walked away from him, kind of like what's going on on the Emmaus Road. And their conclusions were interesting the number one reason these folks said they walked away from their faith was intellectual concerns with the resurrection but but not just that really this as they probed a little deeper was the number one reason that they walked away they would voice intellectual concerns with the resurrection in in ...amongst other believers, and what turned them off the most was the way that other Christians responded to their doubts. In other words, they left the church, they left Jesus, because the church made no room for doubt. That was what these researchers kind of came up with more than anything was the cause of this... And, and and so they left the faith altogether. And Jesus leaves room for doubt. He left room for doubt with Thomas. He leaves room for doubt and he, 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 he he meets these guys on the road of doubt, (laughs) literally walks along with them on the road that they're on to reveal himself to them. And so we as the church, we as followers of Jesus Christ need to leave room For doubt. And if we are intellectually honest with ourselves. We must acknowledge that there are times when we have doubt. And when we struggle. To believe. Maybe not in the resurrection. But in the power of the resurrection present in my life. Today. It's just a reality. This side of heaven. The next most prominent reason. That these folks said that. That they left the faith was that they felt like God didn't show up in their time of need. And I see this a lot that He had failed them in some way. Usually, they said it was surrounding the death or suffering of a loved one. That God didn't show up for them. Interestingly enough, that appears to be exactly why Cleopas and his friend. Honey, would you mind grabbing me a water? I appreciate it. Thank you. Excuse me. Anybody else struggling with uh, allergies this week? Yeah, boy, it's been a tough one. Um, Those two reasons, it appears, to be the exact reasons why Cleopas and his friend are walking away from the resurrection. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate it. Did I call you, honey? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Faye told me you always respond to that, so. I'm sorry, guys. But those two reasons seem to be exactly why uh, these two guys are walking away from the resurrection. They say we had hoped that he was the one. What is more, is the third day. So they knew that this third day, they knew the prophecy that Jesus would rise on the third day. So they were disappointed, they were disillusioned. They were doubting the reality of the resurrection. Believing that God had failed them through the suffering and the death of Jesus. And yet right there he was walking with them in their doubt and in their disappointment. Verse 25. Jesus said to them. How foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. In other words, Jesus is saying, well, it's right here in front of you. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going farther. This is fascinating to me. This this whole interplay here. Jesus acted as if he were going farther. Why would he do that? <laughs> but they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, he gave thanks, he broke it, and he began to give it to them. Do this in What? remembrance of me (laughs) then their eyes were opened and they recognized him it's beautiful and then he disappeared from their sight he's there he's gone we see jesus we feel jesus and suddenly we feel like he is not there and they asked each other man were our hearts not burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us Jesus comes alongside them. He leaves the religious place, if you will, Jerusalem. And he pursues the people who have walked away from Jerusalem. He listened. He didn't require recognition. Didn't need to be patted on the back for it. But ultimately he reveals himself to them. And there are times in our life when life just gets hard. And it's hard to figure out. And we wonder where God is and what God is doing. We wonder if God is really there. And it is in those times that we are tempted to walk away from it all. That we're tempted to walk away from the resurrection and to get on that road to nowhere. If you'll remember, after a hard teaching during those Years that Jesus talked and the disciples were with him. Jesus shares this hard teaching with a huge group of people. And many of those people after that teaching they turn their backs and they say man that's a hard teaching. And they walk away from Jesus for good. And then Jesus turns to the disciples if you'll remember and he says will you leave too? And Peter said this. To whom shall we go, Lord? You have the words of eternal life. To whom shall we go, Lord? Man, when we're tempted to walk away, where are we walking to? Where else is there to go? Especially if you have encountered the risen Christ, especially if you're the, the, the scales have fallen off of your eyes as they did the Apostle Paul, and you know He's the Son of God. You know that He suffered and died and was raised again for the forgiveness of your sin. That God loved you to that degree that He would say, where else are we going to go? There is nothing this world has to offer that touches the hem of the garment Of what Jesus has accomplished for us in the resurrection. Where are we going to go? There is nowhere else to go. Let me ask you something. If you were to take a hard look at your life right now. I very well may be preaching to the choir. Would you say that you are walking toward the risen Christ? (laughs) Or away from Him. And that's the story of the road to Emmaus. Are you walking toward the risen Christ? Or are you walking away from the only life that you could possibly have? Are you growing in your relationship with Jesus? Or are you leaning back into your old life? You know I think the coolest part of the story is that Jesus meets these guys where they are. He shows up right where they are. In the midst of their doubt, in the midst of of their downcast faces, in in the midst of almost just you know it's like he wanted to shake them by the lapels and say, "Man, did, don't you get it?" And we could all find ourselves there, but Jesus showed up for him. He's not just hanging out with the church folks. And the people who showed up the Sunday after Easter. He shows up with the ones who are walking away. Man, that's God's grace. It's God's grace. The ones whose hopes are dashed. How many of you have ever been there? And Jesus showed up. Man, I know I have. Time and time again. He's faithful. He's faithful. You probably didn't recognize him at the time. I seldom do in that moment. But as you look back, man, you know it was him a helping hand to pick you up, a meal. Shows up at your front porch. A shoulder to cry on. A timely encouragement from His Word. And Jesus prompts them at that point to talk about their trouble, to share their confusion with Him. And it's important that we do that in one another's lives. And when we're struggling, we have a tendency to isolate. When we're having trouble believing, we have a tendency to walk away and just not tell anybody. I can't tell you over the years here how many people will have been going to church here for five, six, seven years and then just disappear. I mean, it is a phenomenon in Christendom, in churches everywhere. And then just disappear. Disappear. And I'll follow up with them, and I'll come to find out, you know, man, they were just struggling. They were they were having trouble believing, or, or or they were they were they they were just just not being able to make sense of it all, and they never shared it with anybody. And then ultimately, they just jump on that road to nowhere and disappear. Happens all the time. As the body of Christ, it is our responsibility as brothers and sisters in Christ to have an open door to one another. And to encourage each other to share our doubts, our confusion. We don't need to figure it out for each other. We just need to encourage each other. And it makes all the difference in the world. And they had obviously heard Jesus teaching that he would rise on the third day. And we read this and we say, why in the world would they walk away if then they heard Jesus was alive? It just makes no sense. But we do it every day. We've all heard that Jesus is alive and yet we walk away from him over and over again. That's why churches are full on Easter and empty the Sunday after Easter. Everybody heard that Jesus was alive last week. But what road are they on this week? Jesus takes them to the Torah. He takes them to the prophets. All the way back to the first Passover. And the Lamb that was slain to give Israel life. And then He walks them through a few of the 300 prophecies in the Old Testament that were fulfilled through His life, His death, and His resurrection. He looks to the book to reveal Himself to them because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by what? The Word of God. Where do you need to find faith today? Where do you need to believe God is there? And immerse yourself in His Word. Surround yourself with His people. Worship Him faithfully. Fuel your faith with His truth. When these guys arrive in Emmaus, Luke says that Jesus, he acted like he was going further. Again, this has always fascinated me. It's like, why would he act like he's going further? It's almost as if he was testing them to see if they wanted him to stay. You know, I mean, that's the only thing that I can think of here. And they did. They did. The scripture says that they urged him to stay with them. You ever felt like Jesus was passing you by? (laughs) Did you urge him to stay? Did you urge him to stay? He never forces his way into our lives. He stands at the door, the Bible says, and knocks. He doesn't break that door down. Are you urging him to stay now? If we don't want Him with us for whatever reason, whether we don't want Him and we pretend that He can't see the sin in our lives or we want to separate Him from that part of our lives, that's a bad plan. He he sees everything. He's omniscient, omnipresent. But if we don't want Him with us for whatever reason, we we cause His presence to move further from us. Urge him to stay. Don't push him away. Luke tells us that as Jesus said and ate with them, their eyes were then opened and they recognized him and their hearts were changed. Jesus transformed their lives in that moment by revealing himself, revealing the truth to them. Their confusion faded. Their hope was realized. Two guys on a road to nowhere. Encounter the risen Christ and their lives are literally turned around. Verse 33. They got up and they returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together. And saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Those believers were gathered together and they were acknowledging the truth of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And these two eyes were open, and they returned to that place. And then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. Back in the fold. How many of you are familiar with a guy named Watchman Nee? He wrote a book called The Normal Christian Life. Great books. Classic. Watchman Nee said this. He said, There is nothing more tragic than to come to the end of life and know you have been on the wrong road. What road are you on? (laughs) What road are you on? You know, it really doesn't matter. Jesus will meet you on whatever road you're on. It doesn't have to be here in the church in Jerusalem. He'll meet you on the road to nowhere. And He will reveal Himself to you as the way, the truth, and the life. Let Jesus meet you there. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for the privilege to acknowledge your worth in this place. We thank you that Jesus came to to save the lost. He came, Lord, for sinners like me. Father, I pray today as we you have a little bit of distance between Easter and Resurrection Day and and, and where we currently are, Father, that you would draw our hearts to you in a way that causes us to worship you consistently, in a way that, that draws us to the body of Christ, to the place of encouraging one another, to loving one another like Jesus did, to showing up for one another. Like Jesus does. And Father I pray this morning. As we are all on our own roads. That you would open our eyes no matter where we are. To see and to receive the risen Christ. And I pray that in his name. Amen.